This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You may have heard that we are going to be treated to a new, updated 2019 rendition of the song, Baby It's Cold Outside. And uh, we've got some information and some opinions. That's why you came to the Colleen and Bradley show. We got all the opinions. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Okay, where do I even begin? Where do I begin? So you may have heard that John Legend and Kelly Clarkson are redoing Baby It's Cold Outside for yes. the post-Me Too era. And, um, well, I think it's going to make you have some opinions. I'm not going to tell you what to think, but there are some new lyrics to uh, the version of the classic holiday musical song, Baby, it's cold outside. Um, that has taken out maybe some of the more controversial, although I use that term loosely. People got real up in arms last year about that song because, you know, of where we were in 2019, where we are in 2019. Uh, some concern around what it said about women's rights to... Uh, make choices about where their body is. Yeah. So, so funny story. Uh, some local folks actually like rewrote the song, and that is the song that Kelly Clarkson and John Legend are allegedly um, going to sing. Uh, they apparently recently recorded it. I don't know that that has actually been released yet because I can't find it. I'm assuming it has not uh, yet been released. Um, but they talked about it on the talk and Sharon Osbourne did. And I thought, um, wow, finally I find myself agreeing with Sharon Osbourne. Okay. That now, almost never happens. I know. Right. Where do you want to begin? Because like I said, we've got a local angle to this story. Um, we have the lyrics themselves. Okay. Let's start with the local angle. Then let's talk about the lyrics themselves. And then let's talk about what Sharon Osbourne had to say. Okay. So, uh, the local angle and now this thing's not working. So let me just pull this up while I tell you about, um, Lydia Liza and Josiah Lemansky. Okay. Okay. So they, uh, took the song written in 1944 by Frank Lesser developed, some different lyrics. They said that it the Wait, song Wait, was it like a Minnesota different? Like those are different. That's oh. different. Or are they actually different? And I should say I don't Maybe know both. if they're from here, but they were on the current okay. uh, recording the song or singing it. Songwriters Lydia Liza and Josiah Lemansky revised the lyrics to emphasize the importance of consent in sexual relationships. Okay. They did not expect their song to go viral. Um the current liked it so much they had them perform live in their studio and uh you can buy the song and then now here's the delightful thing there are a couple delightful things about this story there 
very nice people and they sing, I mean, quite well and are very talented. What I, I don't want to take anything away from them. And they are, by the way, Minneapolis based. Okay. I don't want to take away anything from them as creators, especially when it's a hometown hero. But I have some thoughts. They also, I wanted to tell you that a portion of the net proceeds for the song is going to benefit Sexual Violence Center and the National Alliance to End Sexual Violence. Which I think we can all get on board all with. A That's great all cause. good stuff. All a great cause. But the lyrics uh, that they changed, I, I just don't understand what we're doing here. By changing these lyrics, do you want me to read or do you want to listen? Uh, what do you prefer? Let's listen Let's and then listen. we'll read some of those lyrics that Perfect. you're going to hear. Again, just to remind you, this is Lydia Liza and Josiah Lemansky singing their new version, updated version of Baby It's Cold Outside. I really can't stay. Baby, I'm fine with that. I've got to go away. Baby, I'm cool with that. This evening has been you get home so safe. very nice I'm glad you had a real good time My mother will start to worry Call her so she knows that you're gone And father will be pacing the floor you better get your cool okay. down Okay, so it goes on yep. from there But there were a couple parts of that where I was like I don't know what this song is about anymore Because it kind of sounds like the guy's like Get out of my house Yeah, and she's like and just she's dilly like, dallying What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing and at no point does he really like acknowledge like we had a nice evening i do like you but i want to respect your decision to leave even though i would like for you to stay but because it sounds like he's like get out girl so get to, out to just re- <laughs> he's like there's a front and a back door <laughs> so literally run fast he goes she goes i really can't stay and he goes baby i'm fine with that uh i've got to go away says she to which he says baby i'm, I'm cool with that uh, and then she says, this evening has been, and then he says, I've been hoping that you get home safe. And she says, so very nice. And then he says, well, I'm glad you had a really good time. And she goes, my mom's going to worry. And he's like, we'll call her. <laughs> my dad's probably pacing the floor. We'll go get your car started. So I really should probably run. And he's like, yeah, no rush. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. Should I use the front of the back door? Also, how do you not know what door to use? Again, well. like they sang it beautifully and creativity points for, you know, yes, matching you. lyrics to the song. And also, thank you for like having a view about, you know, how this could make money for a great nonprofit. Yes, again, it's for All a great good. cause. Um, but then they shove in like pomegranate LaCroix. And uh, again, it seems to change the entire message of yeah. the song. Now, let's listen to how. Sharon Osbourne talked about this, and this was the Perfect. part where I actually thought this was a good take. You know, it's not every day that we agree with Sharon Osbourne. It's actually almost no day. So let's have a listen to what she said on the talk. All I can say is, what would John Legend do is in 40 years if somebody wanted to, you know, times change, mm-hmm. re-record one of his songs, and there was some group that yeah. found it offensive, mm-hmm. and somebody just went, Oh, I can change the lyrics on that. Yeah. It's to me, it's like a master painter. You go yes. and see these beautiful nudes, okay, mm-hmm. in museums all over the world. Mm-hmm. They're spectacular. 
would it be right for me to go and draw a bikini top on one of right. those nudes? Yeah, right. because it's, because it's, it's still it. art form. It's a piece of art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, to change an innocent lyric to, it's, what is it, your mind and your body? What right. the hell are you on about? She does it in her delightfully Sharon yeah. Osbourne way. By the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the, the revamped lyrics to Baby It's Cold Outside. Like, I, I kind of was like, wow, I actually agree because... It is an art form, and I kind of feel like, you know, if you are going to change it again, they're doing it for a great cause. Awesome. But if a song is problematic, I mean, just don't play it. Right. I'll give you, and I don't think I did. Holly, Holly, did you say something similar? Or Colleen, one of you said something very similar, and I just totally agree. If you don't, if you don't think the song is still relevant, don't engage it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, right. a lot of people last year, Stop playing the song. Right. That's which true. Some people had a problem with. I don't have a problem with. If you don't like the song, why would you play a song you don't like? Right. I mean, that seems like a reasonable accommodation to it's that song didn't age well. You know, here's what I put it side by side with. And I think this is totally apropos because uh, there's been some new news about um, All in the Family, the TV show that they are now for the second time, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, going to stage live. Yeah. There are so many parts of that TV show that do not read in 2019. Oh, yeah. So many parts of them. But it is a part, it is a piece of art. If somebody wrote that. Yeah. And when they remounted it on stage uh, for live TV last year, they made a point of not changing any of the any of the the words any yeah. of the of the script because it is it is uh reflective of the time that it was part of our every day yeah and i think the same is true for this for the song uh it is reflective of a time not we have this inability um as as Americans, I'm just going to say Americans, I'll throw us under the bus to understand the context around mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And context is important. And I mean that in a whole variety of ways. And I don't mean to get like too like in the weeds about this, but we have this like ignorance around understanding the time of a piece of art or of words or of text. And it is important and it is okay. So here's, here's actually uh, an analogy that I would make that uh, when I think of this story of baby, it's cold outside getting its lyrics redone. Don't play the song to celebrate the holidays. Like if you've, you know, like I like to flip on the Sirius uh, or yep. whatever the radio station is that has the holiday tunes on my way in and occasionally, you know, get my holiday music fix. Mm -hmm. Don't play it on there. Fine. Because it's because it it would be like, ooh, are we going to play that? Song? Right. That didn't, a little age, awkward. that didn't age well. Yeah. And there are a bunch of other there's a bunch of other music for a variety of other reasons that doesn't age well. And we just don't play it. However, I don't want to limit people's access to it, and I don't want to change it. Like, I don't want to take a magic marker to it. Right. For example, um, and Holly, feel free to jump in, but, like, do you remember the mo the Disney movie Song of the South? Yes. That movie does not age well nope. for a variety of reasons. It is, you know, a very problematic yeah. film. Yep. That said... So you probably don't want to release it in theaters because I'm not sure we need to be making money off of, you know, right. racist stereotypes and, you know, the history of slavery in this country, um, which that film seemingly like glosses over and sort of edits out. So don't play it in theaters, but I 
do want it to be available for people to see. Right. Because I think to your point about perspective and um, context, it's necessary for people in a maybe academic way or in a cultural way to understand where we've come or how far uh, we've come or what we've decided is no longer valuable or not. So, or acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. That is an, and it's an important lesson to learn that we make progress, that we choose to do things differently, uh, that there were things that maybe were done in a different time that were, that were not seen as problematic, but when you know better, you do better. Um, there's, there is value to that. That said, yeah, I just, I, oh, geez, where did all that time go? Oh, because we had an opinion, an opinion, you know. Time We've got to go away. Opinion. Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt. Oh, are you going to go to the front door or the back? Door? I'm just going to go to the break because uh, Elizabeth you Reese is pomegranate Lacroix. <laughs> Elizabeth Reese is waiting to give us a dirt alert after this on My Talk 107.1. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hi, you guys. Okay, this relationship was long suspected, long rumored, and now we have some confirmation from one person in the relationship. Okay? I'm talking about Whitney Houston and her best friend, Robin Crawford. Yes. Robin Crawford has a memoir coming out, and she writes in her upcoming memoir... That, yes, she and Whitney Houston had a physical, intimate relationship, which she says ended over worries about how it was going to impact Whitney Houston's career. So the book is called A Song for You, My Life with Whitney Houston. And there is an excerpt that is has been released. These two first met as teens in the summer of 1980 in New Jersey. They were both counselors at a summer camp. So they were friends for a long time, long before, you know, Whitney, Whitney Houston was Whitney, was Whitney Houston. Yeah. And um, in the book, she describes their intimate relationship. She says their first kiss was long and warm like honey. I mean, that's a nice way to yeah, describe it. Very romantical. She says, as we eased out of it, our eyes locked, my nerves shot up, and my heart beat furiously. Something was happening between us. We never talked labels like lesbian or gay. We just lived our lives and hoped, and I hoped that it could go on like that forever. Um, their physical relationship ended in 1982 after Whitney Houston's career began to take off. Whitney Houston apparently told Robin that their physical relationship um, was going to have to end and that it would that the fame would make their journey more difficult and said living that life meant we would go to hell is what Whitney Houston apparently said to Robin Crawford. It's It's really sad. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, these two stayed close, even becoming roommates. And then, of course, you'll know Whitney Houston went on to date Jermaine Jackson, Eddie Murphy, and then married Bobby, Bobby B. Brown in 1992. Um, Robin Crawford ended up on Houston's payroll. But over the years, she said that she became more and more concerned with Houston's issues with drugs. Um Whitney Houston told Robin Crawford, according to Robin, that Whitney tried cocaine for the first time at the age of 14. And um, and would often say cocaine can't go where we're going, but would always say she wasn't ready when Robin Crawford pushed her to quit or seek help. So even though she was saying this is I can't keep doing this, this isn't going to be working going forward. Robin Crawford would um, try to get her to quit and she wouldn't, which also is interesting when you think about how much Bobby Brown is blamed for Whitney Houston's drug problem. I'm not going to make an argument that Bobby Brown is a saint in any sort of this situation, but I am going to say that it's often thought that Bobby Brown introduced Whitney to drugs and was the reason she got hooked on drugs and was the cause of the downfall. Now, this is another example of that's just not true. Whitney Houston was doing drugs long before that. And and probably the drug use was part of their relationship. For sure. But I don't know that you can pin that on one or the other. Also, drug abuse is a disease and therefore you don't like nobody gives you cancer. Nobody gives you drug abuse or addiction. Right. Robin Crawford's memoir comes out on Tuesday. I don't know if it'll be worth reading the whole thing, but I do think like looking into those excerpts is really interesting. I also think, you know, when you look at the complicated nature of Whitney Houston and struggling with issues of sexuality and how that might lead to self-medicating and feeling like you have to handle that with drug use because you can't truly be yourself, it does start to explain a lot more. I am curious to hear what the estate has to say in response to this. Yeah. Yeah, because you know they're going to have something to say. Something to say. Kylie Jenner and Drake have been seeing each other romantically no, after her split from this Travis Scott. Is a publationship. <laughs> Sorry, a source says Kylie and Drake's friendship did take a romantic turn recently at this Halloween party. At his Halloween party, they were affectionate and clearly there together. He also showed up to Kendall Jenner's birthday. Okay, she's twenty-two. I've made my feelings He's known. Thirty-three. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think that is very fair. Thank you. Um, Catherine, wait, is it Denuve? Is that how I say it? The French actress? Denuve. Denuve. Thank you, Holly. There are some names that I have like a real emotional block with. Yeah. And I just can't do it. Uh, Rushed to the hospital in a serious state. She's 76 years old, suffered a stroke in Paris. So she um, was rushed to the hospital last night. She, her agent revealed that she suffered a stroke and is recuperating um, but she rocketed to fame in the 1960s, of course, very well known. Denouve. All right, I'm going to keep repeating it until yeah. I can remember yeah, it. Yeah, three it times right. and it's yours. Denouve, Denouve. Yeah. When you look at these photos of her, though, it really is quite glam. And I'm not a fan of smoking looking glamorous, but in her case, I mean, she's really well, pulling it off. you know. She's got very long, thin cigarettes. Again, she's a always... sign of a, ti- of, of a time, mm-hmm. you know. It was a different time. She's yes. a beautiful lady. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll keep you posted on her and her well-being there. Thanks, Lovely friends. dirt alert. Thank okay. you so much, Elizabeth Thank Reese. You. We need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on My Talk 1071.
seconds to answer five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. We've got Mary on the line. And what is Mary playing for? Mary Mary Boberry, Bonana Fan of Fairy, is playing for one of these. A pair of run of engagement movie passes to see the film Harriet in theaters now. Sounds fun. Mary, you ready to play the 30 second pop culture challenge? Yes. Good. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. What are the names of Donald Duck's nephews? Um, Huey, Louie, and Pat. Magneto is a villain in what superhero franchise? Um, Pat. Drake is a noted fan of which NBA team? The Bulls? Nope. Warriors? Nope. Pass. George Michael was a member of what music duo? Wham. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the creator and star of which TV series? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Mary. Mary. The last one, just in the nick of time. Unfortunately, there were so many others yeah. that you missed. Okay, let's go back to the beginning and uh, get the questions she did not get correct. She almost got that one. I would have given it to her if she got every other one, but Donald Duck's nephews are... Huey, Dewey, and Louie. She just didn't get the Dewey. Magneto is a villain in what superhero franchise? X-Men. Drake is a noted fan of which NBA team? Toronto Raptors. What? What is that even? What? He released a whole song in tribute to the Raptors winning the NBA championship this year. I don't do sports ball. Uh, She got George Michael. Wham. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the creator and star. Oh, she got Fleabag. She did get Fleabag. Sorry. Uh, All right. Well, I'm so sorry uh, that Mary was not able to win today. However, she can try again tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. And now... We've answered all those questions. We can move on to solve mysteries in the form of blind items. Okay. Can we also get a knife to stick in your eyeballs? That Holly's brought for us in the segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by <laughs> no. the Item. Celebrity gossip mysteries. Yes. Let's solve the first one. Here okay. we go. The only reason... The A-list mostly movie actress who probably won't get another installment of her franchise wants to move is to keep her kids away from their father and to make sure they are in her orbit. Mm. So, of course, her ex is going to try and stop the move. Oh, is that like Angelina Jolie? Yeah, because there was a story about it just yesterday about her trying to take the kids out of Europe or out of the United States. That's correct. It's a new interview in the latest issue of Harper's Bazaar magazine where Angelina Jolie says that she can't leave the United States because her fa- their father is in the United States. And she specifically says their father is the problem. Yeah. The reason why I can't move right now. And you know what? That's not a problem. That's what happens when you have kids. Deal I with it. I can't even. And also, Bloop. like... Please don't do this to your children. Do not to don't refer to their father as their father because that makes it sound like you're blaming them for having a father who is a thorn in your side. Mm. I'm sorry. I got feelings about that. Ooh, okay, Drives Karen. me crazy. 
Oh, we'll get to that later. Okay. Blinded by the item. <laughs> Another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve here. Listen carefully. As much as this momager would love for the one named north of the border A-plus lister to be interested in her daughter, it isn't going to happen, no matter how much she leaks to the press otherwise. The momager has visions of being his manager and getting 10%, but nope. He sees what happened to that former A-plus lister and the dead career Uh of half a dozen others that got swallowed in the black hole. Chris Jenner for the win. And that's Kylie Jenner and And Drake. Drake. Publationship. We just talked about it. Lies. Exactly. Filling in the blank, Chris Jenner really is interested in getting Kylie Jenner together with Drake, but that's not going to happen because Drake has seen what happens to men, specifically Kanye West and others, when they are drawn into Chris Jenner's management orbit. Yeah. See? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like I want to drop a mic, but we have real expensive mics here. So yeah, I'm just not that. going to, but just know that my heart is dropping a mic right now. That's beautiful. You're welcome. Oh, did you, you didn't say thank you. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment. Thanks. I liked that idea that you were so giving uh-huh. that wow. you didn't want to. No, I didn't want to hurt somebody. I I'm equipment. so giving. I'm not saying anything. You're beautiful too, Bradley. You are so beautiful, beautiful to me. me. Can't you see? All right. <laughs> oh, did it. Everything I have a hope Okay. To another Stop blind item. Before I don't. <laughs> this blind item is confirmed. Enjoy the following celebrity gossip mystery. Try to solve it. The reporter best friend of the permanent A++ lister says she would have a lot of questions for the disgraced news anchor. Um, How about all the predators you have said nothing about, even though you knew? <gasps> Gayola. Bessie of Oprah. Yeah, and Bessie of Charlie Rose. Uh-huh. Etc. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me fill in the blank. So, Gail King says she would have a lot of questions for Matt Lauer. How about all the predators you have said nothing about, Gail, even though you knew Charlie Rose, uh-huh. Harvey Weinstein, uh-huh. etc.? I mean, yes, no, she's... Not telling the truth. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of this. There's a lot of sanctimoniousness. So, like, you know how some people are just like, that's way too much. It's just a whole lot of whatever. You know, you get. Yeah, I hear Karen it says time. that all the time. Yeah. yeah. She sounds just like that. Uh, like, I saw these ladies. But the only place that I would push back is like the everybody that's like wringing their hands and gnashing their teeth or wailing their whatevers. Um, like, what, like, this was not just like one person doing one right. horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to like bare your chest and like, you know, especially for forgiveness. not. You don't have to bare your chest, Gail King. <laughs> I mean, Thank that was you. a bad analogy. That's fine. But my point is, my point is, I wish people would be more forthcoming about what they knew when. Like, I wish we had like, um, I don't mean to minimize what an actual truth and reconciliation commission is, but I wish we had some sort of thing where we'd be like, okay, we know you all knew stuff. Just tell us what you knew. Yeah. Because I think it would help to give people an idea of how the system works. I mean, I think we kind of know, but I will say that when it comes to people like Gail King or when it comes to people that were close to those people who, you know, like Meryl Streep, 
who says that, you know, she knew nothing about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Um, And people like that, like, I'd rather you just be honest and like, no, nobody's going to take your jobs away. Nobody's going to take your livelihood away. But your honesty is really going to be helpful because I think it will help inform people who are in your position in the future who don't know what to do and learn from your lesson. I mean, I agree with you in theory. The, The problem is that people are always trying to preserve their own reputation and they do so only in service of themselves and not necessarily in service of the truth right like so while you and i would be like i really respect that that person shared the actual truth in 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 her shoes or in in the shoes of a person who is not being perfectly honest they're probably thinking like well i can't like i can't but that's my my own point it's like yes that's why they're doing that but i'm saying i wish people wouldn't do that and that we had some sort of like place where you could just own it so that the rest of us wouldn't make that mistake again i fully agree 2019 is a mess Mm y'all yeah it's the bottom line we got our show we're we're doing good we'll do it we'll just keep doing this work okay yeah uh and when we come back part of doing this work is getting really excited about the next crop of live on stage remakes. Yeah. What do they call that thing again? Uh watch what happens live. No, there's a word for it. Uh li- the live uh live in front of a studio audience. Yeah. We got we that. know what that's going to be. We've been anticipating that they would do it again and now we know what it's going to be. We'll tell you after this on my talk 1071. Well, I've got exciting news. Uh, you may have already heard on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything okay. Entertainment. Nice. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Put your finger away. Uh, you put yours away. Uh, so we heard yesterday, I think I heard yesterday, I don't know when the rest of y'all heard, uh, that ABC has announced what they're going to be doing for the next live in front of a studio audience. Yes, this was a lot of fun. When we first saw it, we were like, ooh, give us some more of this. It was kind of like this like sort of like nostalgia thing, but also just really cool live TV thing. It was all sorts of fun. Well, and this this all was the result of Jimmy Kimmel teaming with Norman Lear to uh, take two old TV episodes and remount them uh, exactly as they were written. On a live stage in front of an audience. Uh, and the, f- the first time they did it, they did it with an episode of All in the Family and The Jeffersons. And we like fell in love with it. Yeah. Please do more of this. Please, please, please. And it was like a ratings hit. Yeah. So, yes, they're going to do it again. They're going to do it in December. December 18th, I believe, is the date that it will show up on our televisions. It's a Wednesday. Okay, so it's coming back soon. Soon. It is going to be all in the family again and good times. Oh, but I'm so excited. here's we don't know a whole lot, but here's what we do know. It's going to be a Christmas special. Ooh. So that sort of like narrows the options. Okay. But we don't know yet who will be inhabiting the roles, whether the people who did the last one will be coming back. We don't know any of that. I would assume so though, because if they can make their schedules line up, that was part of what made that so good. Um, I would love to see some of the same people, obviously, with Good Times, uh, which they didn't do last time. I would love to see a whole new cast. I would love for them to involve some of the people that are still around from the original yeah. Good Times. I mean, it's a little dicey. Slim but, pickings. Uh, but, you know, 
it's just it's just fun to think about you know reliving those wonderful yeah. old shows. Yeah, it really it, it, it was such a great like special. Like Jackson on to play Penny. Would that be great? No, Mama, no. Well, because remember, part of that was part of the fun of the first one was, for example, when Marla Gibbs showed up, not in the role that she usually Lawrence. played, yeah. but she showed up in a role, and we were all like, oh my, because it was sort of a surprise. We we kind of knew slash hoped that she would show up. You just didn't know when you were going to see her. It was really cool. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to that. Now, we didn't plan to talk about this, but it's only appropriate. Okay. Because something else was on ABC last night. What's that? Another live event. Oh. It was Good. called The Little Mermaid Live. Yeah, but apparently that wasn't worth watching because the internets did not approve. You guys, I didn't watch it, thank God. But I did my due diligence today, and I went through and I checked out some of the performances um, to see what I was missing. There, It was like, it was, I thought it was bad, what I what saw. Did you, what did you not like about it? Well, first of all, and this is going to sound like a diss, and it's not a, it is a diss of what was on TV. Okay. It is not a diss of of what I'm actually talking about. It looked like something you would see in the Disney parks. So like when you're in the parks, like sometimes you'll pop into an air conditioned location and sit down and watch the very talented cast members at Disney world, uh, put out a little song and dance for you. And some of them are really good when you're in the middle of a theme park. Yeah. They do it at California adventure with the movie Aladdin. Yeah. You get to sit there and uh, rest your weary tootsies. Your dogs are barking. You got to sit yeah. down yeah, and you take a load off yeah. and you watch and it's somebody. Like but it's, from... enjoy- it's enjoyable. Yeah. And they're really talented. They're really talented people. But, it's... but, but what are you really saying? Because well, what I think what you're saying is, um, it they didn't seem like they were ready for prime time. Exactly. Okay. Now uh, there were some notable celebrities that were in major roles, like for example, Shaggy. It what wasn't was Shaggy. Me. He was. Uh, oh gosh, what's the name of the crap? He did. No, he sang "Kiss the Girl." Let's listen to a little bit of it. Well, here's "Under the Sea" or "Under the Sea." Sorry, he was that's playing Sebastian. Sebastian, that's his name. Thank the you. crab. Here we go. Now, what you're missing when you hear this... So they obviously had a live audience. Yes. Like a huge live audience. And it looked like uh, parts of the stage... It was like a thrust stage. So it like went out into the audience. And so it looked a lot like when you watch the Grammys or something like that. There's like a satellite audience. And everybody's like waving their hands like they're at a Shaggy concert. And that's what you're missing when you're just hearing that. Is Shaggy playing to the... Like when you see a Broadway show, the person is not playing to the audience. They're doing their part... As though there's no audience there. So he was like at a concert. I was expecting Shaggy to be like on the bedroom sofa or whatever. Like he sings in his song. It was just like, yeah, I was expecting him to like go into his actual song. It was awkward. Um, John Stamos played the chef in Le Poisson. Um, 
and it looked like John Stamos playing yeah. the chef so in I, Les Poissons. Do we, do we think we're finally... I'm done. We're finally done with the live musical thing? I, I don't think that... I don't think The Little Mermaid was the right choice. Why? Like, what specifically just, about The Little Mermaid do it's, you think? Uh, it's better known as a movie than as a stage show, first of all. It's not... Part of what makes those live musicals great is giving people an opportunity in their living room to see theater. And this was like some weird movie hybrid star-studded thing. It was like a an event. And that's where I was like, eh. like I loved Jesus Christ Superstar. I thought that was really cool. I my gosh, I did they do? Who did that? I don't even remember. John that Legend oh. was part of that. Yeah, I just spectacular. Feel like, that was on Fox. I feel I think. like the shine is kind of off with those. Like it, they were, I you know, they were cool when they first did them because they were something new and different. And now it's like, okay, well, we've done like a dozen of these, and I don't know that you know we need to keep doing them. Like maybe occasionally we'll do them, but yeah. it doesn't seem like it's a new art form that we need to to continue to. To mine. I feel like what's happening is they're like, okay, well, we've got this thing, and so we need to shoehorn. We got to do one a year. We got to like oh, crank sure. out you these musicals, the right? When the truth is, like, it would be nice if if those opportunities arised with a with the right show and the right people on the right network, where they go, oh, we've got a great opportunity. We should seize this. Rather than being like, every 365 days, we're going to crank out a weird musical. This is just corporate brand retention. Yeah. That Little Mermaid Live but is nothing but the fact that, hey, ABC, Disney. we're but, Disney. Yeah. But the problem with that is, that's, that's going to get you what it is, which is not much. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so you have this property, so, and, and... Like if TV is just going to literally be just another way to be a commercial for your theme park or whatever your megalomaniacal plans are for the universe. World domination. um, Like then you're just selling out TV. You know, you're not letting TV be the awesome medium that it is, which on occasion can really be a special place still. You're just repurposing old content for the sake of, you know, advertisers and shareholders. That said, I, I would like to see more of the live TV shows live in front of it. Yeah, absolutely. More of that, less of the musical. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, more of this show. Uh, So we've had a dress rehearsal with the rain, or I'm sorry, the snow. What are you going to do now to get ready for winter? 651-641. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.